I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I appreciate all of you hanging out with me. Right off the top here, if you are listening, or frankly, if you're watching, basically, if you are consuming Outkick, and we love all of you who listen and watch regularly on YouTube in particular, your comments are phenomenal. You can go subscribe. You can go add the Outkick uh, universe to your repertoire. But also, we appreciate all of you who are listening. There's no audio version for you. Many of you out there listen to the podcast. Go give us five stars. Go give us five stars. I've got my boy Dub. Yes, the Dub who formerly was working on uh, Outkick the coverage. He's still with me here in Nashville. And he's going to be reviewing all of the five-star reviews. The funniest, the most engaging, the wittiest of them all. You will get an autographed copy of my most recent book, When or If I Read Your Review. So, go give us five stars, dive in, and make sure that you are a part of the OutKick universe. All right, I want to start here. Because this is a really big story. Uh, Enos Cantor has effectively been kicked out of the NBA. And... I would argue that one reason he has been kicked out of the NBA, and certainly China is gloating about it, is because he has been critical of China. It's important to recognize what has happened to Enos Cantor and to contrast what happened with Colin Kaepernick. So I want to go back in time with you a little bit. Colin Kaepernick takes a knee, says that America is an awful place, actually endorses Castro in Cuba, if you can believe it or not, which is true. It's crazy that he did that. Uh, And as a result of not being able to play in the NFL, even though one reason he was not playing in the NFL was because he sued the league and because of his criticisms calling the NFL racist. Remember, it seemed that the Baltimore Ravens were poised to sign Colin Kaepernick and then He called the owner uh, and Ray Lewis and Uncle Tom and a slaveholder, right? He didn't want to really play. And recall that he was benched in favor of Blaine Gabbert, which gives you a decent sense of how things were going with the San Francisco 49ers. But when Colin Kaepernick's career ends in the NFL, he gets a Netflix deal. He gets a Disney Spike Lee documentary for ESPN. He gets a Nike deal. He gets paid tens of millions of dollars to rip America as a racist country to the high heavens. All the money pours into him when he says America is an awful racist place. When Colin Kaepernick criticizes the United States, he gets filthy rich. When Enos Cantor criticizes China, points out that NBA players are signing shoe deals and sneaker deals and wearing them in games that are made with slave labor when he points out that the Uyghur Muslim population is having genocide perpetrated upon it, when he stands for the people of Hong Kong, when he calls 
for human rights around the world, he loses his job in the NBA. Nobody signs him to endorsement contracts. Nobody offers to pay him more money as a result of what he's saying. Now, LeBron James's of the world and certainly the Colin Kaepernick's of the world like to fancy themselves as modern-day Muhammad Ali's. Let me tell you this quite clearly. The modern-day Muhammad Ali in the NBA is Enos Cantor. The modern-day Muhammad Ali pro-athlete is the person who is advocating for human rights around the world and paying a price for it, not being rewarded for denigrating America inside of our own country. And if you want to consider what woke capitalism looks like, and if you want to contemplate the power that China brings to bear, not only in its country and not only around the world, but here in the United States itself, you need look no further than what has happened to Enos Cantor. When he criticized China, he lost his job in America and no American company signed him to endorsement contracts. When Colin Kaepernick ripped America to shreds over its perceived flaws, American corporations lauded him and gave him millions of dollars. Netflix gave him a documentary. ESPN gave him a documentary. Enos Cantor is getting no money and losing his job. That is a fundamental failure of pro sports. And it's also a fundamental failure of treating people to a similar standard. One guy speaks out against America and becomes filthy rich. The other guy speaks out against China and loses his job. If you were going to rate who deserved to be treated better, wouldn't the person speaking out against genocide deserve more uh, plaudits here in the United States than the person who is ripping American institutions to shred? Yet we have woke capitalism here. And so Colin Kaepernick gets rewarded and Enos Cantor loses his job. It's worth thinking about how that is playing out here. Uh, Also, speaking of absurdity, I want to give credit to Kyrie Irving. A lot of people, and yesterday we talked about Novak Djokovic and, and Aaron Rodgers as well, three guys who refuse to get vaccinated. Full disclosure, as I have said many times, I'm unvaccinated. I had COVID alpha back in November of 2020, and I also have had COVID Omicron last month, okay? But, In this context, Kyrie Irving refused to get vaccinated, has continued to refuse to get vaccinated, and he's not allowed to play in home games in New York City, in Brooklyn, because he's unvaccinated. But I want you to think about this for a moment. He's unvaccinated, Kyrie Irving is, and he's not allowed to play in Brooklyn, but the New York City mandate allows any visiting player who is unvaccinated to play. Think about that for a minute. You can play in Brooklyn. I believe you can play in New York City at at Madison Square Garden. If you are unvaccinated but a visiting player, you are held to a different standard than unvaccinated players who live in the New York City region. This makes no sense, okay? First of all, there shouldn't be a policy in place regarding vaccination at all anywhere because we know that being vaccinated doesn't stop you from getting or spreading COVID. So the idea of calling this a vaccine in the first place is wrong 
It's really just a COVID shot, okay? So, as you analyze this going forward, what you need to be asking yourself is, why do these COVID vaccine mandates still exist anywhere? Credit Washington, D.C., as their economy is collapsing, they have made the decision to turn away from COVID vaccine mandates. I've waited them out. I didn't get asked in L.A. whether or not hardly I had a COVID uh, shot at all. I got asked once. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make anybody safer. But in the world of sports, it really doesn't make sense at all. This entire COVID vaccine mandate should be done away with everywhere, including New York City and other places. But certainly, it makes no sense to hold a visiting player to a different standard than a player who is in uh, the uh, who is in that particular location. Watched college basketball last night. What do I do every year when uh, the NFL and college football are over? I pivot aggressively into college basketball so I can get about a month's data to get me ready to be able to gamble somewhat intelligently on college basketball in time for the NCAA tournament. Loved watching Tennessee whip Kentucky, bounce back from a whipping that they took from Kentucky about a month ago. If you're not watching the Vols, this backcourt freshman combo of Kennedy Chandler and Zakai Ziegler is a lot of fun to watch and they are coming into their own. I'm curious how much better they can get over the next month because right now they are performing in a fantastic fashion. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. I'm Clay Travis, and I'll kick the show. is going to keep right on rolling. I uh, want to talk also about Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is about to begin depositions in all of the sexual assault cases. I believe there are now 24 different people who have accused him of either civil or criminal sexual assault. And the depositions are poised to begin in those lawsuits. And it's as if people have completely forgotten about these. By the way, Aaron Rodgers crushed way more for making the decision not to get vaccinated than Deshaun Watson has been for 24 different women accusing him of sexual assault. That's a reality, okay? Deshaun Watson's still under investigation, so far as we know, for sexual assault regarding all these massages that he did. Um, He now has said previously, hey, I'd be willing to be traded to the Eagles, the Panthers, the Broncos, or the Saints. And I want to reiterate this again. Deshaun Watson got his entire salary paid out last year and didn't play. And almost no one even bothered to talk about it. He stayed in Houston, refused to play for his team, got his entire salary paid out, had zero suspension surrounding 24 different women accusing him of sexual assault. And he's so emboldened now that he has expanded the teams that he would be willing to be traded to 
Eagles, Panthers, Broncos, Saints were the list to begin with. He now is saying he also would be okay going to the Bucks or the Vikings according to a report from Jeremy Fowler. So we will see what happens there. My advice to Deshaun Watson would be one, settle these sexual assault cases. Two, don't ever put yourself in a position to be accused of sexual assault again. And three, when you have the opportunity to do so, I would suggest that you should go, in my opinion, to the NFC. Leave behind the AFC where you've got Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, uh, Joe Burrow, uh, uh, Herbert, Justin Herbert, and Lamar Jackson, among others, and go to the NFC where the best young quarterback is who? Kyler Murray? Other than Kyler Murray, there's almost nobody that stands out so far as being a really good young quarterback. Used to have Brady. Now you got, what, Matt Ryan. uh, You've got Aaron Rodgers. You've got uh, Russell Wilson. The list of really stud quarterbacks in the NFC is pretty short right now. And so if I were Deshaun Watson, I would be saying, hey, I want to go to the NFC where the road to the Super Bowl is easier. Plus, if I'm the Texans, I would rather trade him to the NFC because in the event you ever get good again with the Houston Texans, you don't want to get blocked from going to the Super Bowl because you have to go through Deshaun Watson. So that would be my analysis in general. Remember that idiot from Chicago that said he would not be voting for Aaron Rodgers because he didn't get the COVID shot? Well, that idiot from Chicago who had one of 50 MVP votes decided to vote for Cooper Cup over Aaron Rodgers as MVP not based on on on-the-field performance but based entirely on Aaron Rodgers' decision not to get the COVID shot. That is what I'm talking about when I discuss the woke NFL media. There are people who will make decisions entirely based on politics as it pertains to who they defend and who they don't defend on on on-field performance. Aaron Rodgers, whether you love or hate him, was the MVP in the NFL last year. By the way, reports are Aaron Rodgers breaking up with his latest fiance, fiance, Shailene Woodley. We'll see what ends up happening with that going forward. I would continue to, uh, to, to argue, whatever you have to do, Tennessee Titans, find a way to get Aaron Rodgers into town here. Figure out what needs to happen there. Uh, did you see this? I've talked a lot on this program about the mom revolution. Many of you will remember that back in August, I went and talked at my local school board meeting. I've got a fifth grader and a first grader in public school. In fact, soon after I finish this show, I will be walking to go pick them up when school lets out. And I told you what all the scientific data reflected. And by the way, I was correct that there was no major issues out there for kids as it pertains to the risk from COVID. In fact, since Glenn Youngkin in Virginia ended the mask mandate in the state of Virginia, the number of cases of COVID for 0 to 19-year-old kids, that is school-aged children, has dropped by 71%. I tweeted out that detail. You can go check it out yourself. So, The reason why I bring this up 
is there was no justification whatsoever ever for kids to have to wear masks and I believe what's going on as it pertains to kids having to wear masks in school is many of the people who have advocated most stringently for wearing masks in schools, first, they're hypocrites. Did you see the story from California that we had up on OutKick of the teachers union uh, board member, one of the top teachers union members who went to the Rams 49ers NFC Championship game, posted a photo of himself in a crowded 70,000-seat stadium without wearing a mask. And in that photo, as it went uh, out across the, uh, the universe and started to go viral, he had said that school, that's a teacher's union member, that it was not safe for kids to be without masks in classrooms because of the risk to teachers. And then that guy goes and sits in a 70,000 seat stadium without wearing a mask, proving once more the rampant hypocrisy that is at play here. But to me, what stands out about this in general is there's no way to justify existing mask mandates. And even in liberal San Francisco, the school board has come under siege over renaming schools, over the fact that they were not open for too long during the pandemic, and over the idea that elite admissions for Asian students should be capped based on their race. Well, three super left-wing members of that San Francisco school board were recalled yesterday by overwhelming majorities. Over 70% of San Francisco parents voted against those three left-wing school board members who wouldn't let kids go to school, who have continued to insist on mask mandates, who have demanded beyond a shadow of a doubt that the schools be renamed because George Washington and Abraham Lincoln or whoever it was are offensive names. Even in left-wing San Francisco, the parents have stood up and they have said, I cannot stand for this any longer. And they have sent a massive message, a monster message to everybody out there that they are in the wrong and that the parent revolution, what I call the mom revolution, if you remember and you listened to the Clay and Buck show, I told you back in August, look out, this thing is going to be massive and the Democrats are going to get wiped out from it just like they did in 2021 when Glenn Youngkin came into power. They almost lost the New Jersey governor's race and I am telling you that 2022 is going to be a red wave and a big reason why is going to be the anger of suburban moms over schools being shut down and the insanity of requiring their kids to wear masks even though there was nothing to support it. That is what the San Francisco School Board is telling us. Even that election has been an absolute landslide. And so it's worth paying attention to the message that continues to be sent by parents all over this country. Uh, Good news. Disney World. I think I'm going to be at Disney World down in April. I think I'm going to take the kids. Uh, We've got an event down in Orlando. Reminder, by the way, I'll be at Mar-a-Lago on Tuesday with former President Donald Trump. We're doing the show live from Mar-a-Lago. Should be a good opportunity there to to have a conversation with President Trump uh, and uh, also several other great guests from inside of Mar-a-Lago. But 
the Disney World mask mandate is officially over. They had eliminated it for being outside, uh, but they now have eliminated it as well for anyone who is uh, indoors and says that they are vaccinated, although let's be honest, they have no way of checking that at Disney World. So effectively, if you are going to Disney World now with your kids, as I believe I will be doing in April, they have eliminated all mask mandates, either outdoors or indoors. That is the right call. By the way, I went to Universal Studios Hollywood uh, out in California, and effectively, there's no mask mandate there either. I'd never been to Universal Studios Hollywood. Uh, They had a a media event, so all media could go hang out at Universal Studios Hollywood. It's fun. Uh, That's where the Super Bowl party was for media on Friday of last week. Went there and had a fantastic time, uh, and they basically have eliminated the mask mandate even at Universal Studios Hollywood. Uh, People in California, in my experience, all over L.A., done with the mask mandates, done with the COVID vaccine requirements. I was only asked one time by anyone about that to get inside any bar or restaurant. Uh, Finally, they doxed or attempted to dox the Canadian trucker donors. Okay, people who have given money to the Canadian truckers, they doxed them for doing so. Um, And I am so bothered by that idea. In particular, journalists are trying to track down people who donated small amounts of money uh, to the Canadian trucker protest. So I am going to, as soon as I finish this show, I am going to be donating money to the Canadian truckers to support their protest because I believe they are in the right. All they are demanding is for a return to normalcy in Canada. I respect the passion that is involved in their protest. I respect the fact that they are demanding a return to normalcy. And so, I will be donating to the Canadian trucker protest. If media want to cover that donation, they know where to find me. It ain't difficult to do. I'm going to go make a donation, like I said, as soon as I finish this show today. All right. I appreciate all of you. My name is Clay Travis. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. I am about to go pick up my kids. I hope all of you have fantastic Wednesdays. Encourage you to go download the Clay and Buck podcast. Lots of great discussions today. uh, Continuing every single day. 12 to 3 Eastern, 11 to 2 Central, 10 to 1 Mountain, 9 to Noon on the West Coast. Thank you all for making our audience so massive and so substantial. You are a monster reason why OutKick continues to grow so rapidly. All right, I'll see you guys tomorrow. This has been OutKick, the show.